Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. We do a lot of interviews with EDM artists, pop artists, rappers, and people in the industry, letting you know what they do behind the scenes. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter through the handle Sidewalk Talk Show. Hope you guys enjoy. Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. I'm here with Noodle. <laughs> So we met four years ago. Four, four years ago. Yeah. No more. more. Five years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Boston. Yeah. And then we were. I was like interning at Karma Loop, and you were doing like the styling and everything. Yeah. Damn, I was styling. Those were the good Boston. days. The good days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and we also did a shoot. I'll put the pictures here. Those came out really cool. Oh, sick. I really like those. Okay, yeah. I'll put okay. it here for you guys. Okay. <laughs> So you were born in the Bay Area, right? Yes. Um, I was born in San Francisco, and then my family moved us to the suburbs of Union City, Hayward mm -hmm. area. Yeah. Hey. Are your parents from there as well? Were they born there? Or were they like, No, they're born the in the Philippines, Philippines. Okay. yeah. My dad's from Mindanao, and my mom's from Manila. Um, they migrated here when they were like, I think my mom was like 14, and my dad was like, like 16. Oh, yeah. wow. What did they move here for initially? Um... Just to like have a better life, like my dad followed his family. They all like had to separately go, but my mom, she migrated. Yeah, same thing with her family. They just mm -hmm. wanted a better life in America, you know. Yeah. Yeah. What did they do when you were growing up? Um. My mom was working at McDonald's. I remember that when I was mm. growing up. Um, and my dad, he was DJing, like here and there, for yeah. like. Yeah, for a, a really long time. Yeah, like yeah. in the 80s, yeah, for sure. Um, but like, yeah, that, that's how they met. My mom was going to his gigs and then... Oh. So my mom was a thought. So like, you know, she was just lingering behind the DJ booth. So like, maybe I'll find my true love one day behind the DJ booth. I don't know, we'll find out. <laughs> and then back then you were kind of like a rebellious kid growing up, right? Yeah, yeah. So like... Back in my teenage years in high school, I was like 16, obsessed with the hipster life, nightlife, um, and obsessed with electronic music. So like I, I got a fake ID and I started going out to the clubs and um, I would come home late on a school night and my parents wouldn't even say anything. I think that's the key to like good parenting is like letting your kids learn like shit on their own because like, my parents were not strict. They literally let me learn on my own. And, like, here I am, just, like... <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but so they weren't really, like, traditional, like, mm -mm. Asian parents, I guess. No, they They're weren't. So chill. They let me go to... Dad is, like, a DJ, yeah. too, so they kind of get it. No, for sure. Yeah. How else would you describe yourself back then? Mm, back then, I was very outgoing, um, very... I was like an introvert, extrovert in high school. I never really liked to talk to people unless people were talking to me. But I was also like cool with every clique at school. But like I stayed out of all like hype shit. Like I was never in like, what, what is that? Uh, leadership. Like all the oh. kids that put all the cool <laughs> academic shit together. I was like always in video productions making shit. Like I always just wanted to make cool visuals. Like, I don't know. Yeah. That was weird. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like school though? Yeah. I love school. Yeah. Um, yeah, I always loved attending. I loved interacting with just my teachers. Like, it was just like, yeah, I had like two friends throughout like my entire high school years. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What kind of 
music was your parents playing around the house? Um, my dad always played a lot of funk records. Um, my mom, she's like the biggest Celine Dion fan. Oh, so yeah. like, yeah, she's always singing her shit. And like us being Filipino, they just always sing like karaoke shit in the house. Oh, so like, yes. <laughs> they would just be fucking it up every morning. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Do you remember the first CD you bought? First CD I bought was 112. I'm pretty sure. Wait, it wasn't even a CD. It was like a cassette tape, I believe. Yeah. But if okay, let me think of first CD. I guess like cassette tape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh my god, God, that was so old. <laughs> Jesus, when Sam Goody was still around. I don't know if you guys know what that is, but <laughs> yeah. How else were you finding your music? Were your friends also like into music as well, or was it just mostly through your dad? Um. Well, what era are we talking about? Like, like my early high school. Oh, high school. Um. I was pretty much finding stuff on like, on like DJ pools. Um, SoundCloud was not around then in high school, <laughs> but um, yeah, a bunch of my friends we would like make each other mix CDs and like we would just give each other shit. So like that's kind of how like I was like discovering the hottest records, I yeah. guess. <laughs> how did you get into more of like the hip hop stuff? Um. I got into the hip-hop stuff. I was always, like, I grew up on, like, hip-hop music, too, because um, of my older sister. Mm. Um, so, like, I was always listening to, like, A Tribe Called Quest, like, a bunch of Dilla beats and stuff. And, uh, like, Souls of Mischief, like, all those people. And so, like, once you get into that realm, it's like you get into, like, their beats and stuff, you know? And so you just start, like, researching more. Where did you start getting all your curiosity for fashion from? Because you were wearing like mismatched socks and everything like early on and like had your yeah. own trend. I was like, <laughs> I don't know. I was such a, I'm telling you, I was a rare ass individual. Like, I don't know. I just thought being different was cool. So like, that's why like I would wear like mixed matching socks. But um, I, I got into fashion because... Um, I got cut from my volleyball team my sophomore year because of my attitude. And so, like, I thought my whole life I was going to play sports. I was on the track oh, wow. team. I was on the basketball team. I was on volleyball. Like, um, And then, yeah, my coach decides to cut me because I was always a sore loser. If I lost and, like, some bitch lost the point, I would fucking scream at her. Like, I was that hoe. But, um, no, so that's when, like, all my focus started going into, like, something else which I found a segue into fashion so I started getting into sewing started getting into styling do you remember who showed it to you were you like reading like magazines or what was it mm, yeah I was always into fashion no I was always subscribed to like nylon magazine mm. all these little teen vogue shits I was yeah. just obsessed with like how beautiful models look how fucking cool a garment would make someone look like you know what I mean so like mm -hmm. I, I really just like started getting into like high fashion designers yeah. I was I was like always reading on Vogue like with the latest fashion week yeah. stuff who did you like back then designer wise um designer wise I was obsessed with Alexander Wang mm. just because of the minimalism oh my god this cat <laughs> oh my god his eyes are so yellow <laughs> I don't know okay. um who else was I obsessed with I was obsessed with uh Prada growing up um a bunch of like Italian leather yeah. based designers. Oh, so you like a lot of like high end stuff, but then mm -hmm. you also like dress streetwear though, mm -hmm. which is interesting. So, and then that's when I started getting into like streetwear is because like I discovered that I hated wearing um, like heels. Mm -hmm. So like I just I like love sneakers. Like I'll pair pair of sneakers with like a dress if yeah. I could, you know what I mean? So how like, did you segue into that scene? Um 
just with like, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know how I got segued into that. I was, I always like, actually, this is where it started. So like in middle school, I was always collecting Jordans. Like I had like the craziest sneaker game collection. Oh, it was wow. always like the in thing to have the latest Jordans that came out. And then after that, like obviously I went into a different phase and like I stopped wearing them. But then like they came back into like trend and like that's when I realized I was like, wow, I think I'm just a start. sneaker yeah. queen. Like, yeah, so I'm glad I kept all this. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's pretty much like where it came from. And it, it just became a part of like my my like not even branding i don't know i just like love it yeah it's comfy you know <laughs> who did you like uh, streetwear wise then mm, it's kind of sad because streetwear is kind of like dying well like it depends what kind of streetwear you're talking about like mm -hmm. logo tees and shit but um back then i was really paying attention to stussy of course oh yeah what else was i into i was like following a bunch of like like sneaker stores like undefeated and stuff mm. and then you went to study like fashion right mm-hmm so that, yeah um i went to fit em in san francisco um i wasn't even trying to go to school after high school like the only reason why i went was because like i started a fashion club in high school and the fit em advisors came and they were they like offered me a scholarship to pay off my first year so like that oh, was a wow. plus so i was like Fuck that. Like, I wasn't going to go to design school and pay, like, a hundred grand for, like, a two-year, like, no. Yeah. So, when that happened, and then um, I was able to get, like, hella financial aid. So, like, it just made sense to go there. Mm -hmm. um, I majored in visual communications. We were building sets. I was styling. It was, like, anything that didn't, like, have to do anything with, like, seeing shit, you know? That's what that major fell into. Yeah. So, I took, like, a graphic design class. I took a architecture class. I learned a lot, like a technical sketching class. Oh, I took yeah. a sewing class. Yeah, it, it was cool. Like with design schools, I I'm not against it. If you're like, please do it if you're passionate about it. It's like what you turn it into after you attend. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like people go into that shit where they're just like, I'm going to art school. Like, oh, I'm gonna get like my dream job after. But it's like, no, it's like any other school. Like, you gotta yeah. fucking work for that shit. Like, yeah. But yeah. Was it was it any pressure from your parents that made you wanted to go to like higher education? No. To be honest, my mom just wanted me to like go to school, get my bachelor's degree, see me successful and whatsoever. My dad, he was like super understanding. Like they both didn't finish school, so like I think they both understood like school's not for everyone. Mm -hmm. But um, having an older sister who finished college, that kind of like made me want to like do the traditional route and like finish school too. Mm -hmm. Even though if it wasn't at, like, a four-year university or whatever. But then at that point when you were studying that, did you see your whole career in fashion? Mm-hmm. Yeah. To this day. Um, fashion's always number one. I tell my manager this every day. I'm like, you know, it's, like, pretty much how I got where I got here. Like, most of my followers came from, like, my fashion side when I yeah, was blogging. Yeah, actually, with that, like, what year did you start blogging? Because you're, I feel like you're one of the I've been on the people. internet for decades. Like, oh my god, I hate it. Like, yeah. some people will come to my shows and be like, dude, like, I've been following you since Tumblr, and I'm like, yeah. oh my god, I was like 16 on Tumblr. Because, um, like, even before, like, even when I met you, which was like four or five years ago, you've been doing it for years, I was like, oh my gosh, you must have been one of the OG people no. then. Oh my god, not even to gas myself, but yeah, pretty much, <laughs> I think I was one of those before, like, Instagram kicked in, but, um, no, uh, Tumblr, I've been on Tumblr, like, oh. Since high school? Wow. 
Yeah, since high school. Yeah. I was, like, always taking pictures, documenting all my outfits. Like, What clicked to you to do that? Because there weren't many people doing it at that time. What clicked me was, like I said, I was an introvert-extrovert. So, like, I, I segued into the internet because I felt like I could create something off myself. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I can't even explain yeah. it. I was such a weird kid growing up. Oh, my God. But, um, no, I thank it. Like, I thank all those platforms for giving me this opportunity to, like, really showcase who the fuck I am but also like the gag too about the whole shit was like I always remain true to myself I feel like like I talk the way I talk on Twitter in person like I (laughs) definitely blog the way I like talk in person you know what I mean so yeah I don't don't feel like was it kind of a goal for you to get your like outfit and fashion out there you're also doing stuff for like bands with bands back Mm -hmm. then um a lot of brands would send me stuff and it's just like, it's like a marketing scheme, you know? It's like you send, I hate this term today, like influencer oh, shit. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> so like, like they, they just model your shit, you know? <laughs> and so yeah. like, I'm, I'm super particular with like who gets to send me shit though. Like, um, at first I remember like when I was getting sent like random shit, I like look back at the photos and I'm like, damn, like what the fuck? This is not <laughs> on brand. Like, no. <laughs> I'm so mean. No. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I was doing stuff with Vans, I was doing stuff with Adidas, I was doing a lot of stuff with, like, cool brands, so yeah. it, it's, it's, been, it's been a cool run. I've, I've established a lot of good relationships with people at these companies, too. How long after that did you start working at Carmeloop, after you graduated? So I graduated college. I was working at a fast fashion company called Toby. It's still around. Yeah. Oh, my God, endorsed the shit. Y'all should pay me. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, what do you call it? And then I got a job offer at Karma Loop, and like, um, yeah, it was like on the spot. I moved within two days. I got a job offer within yeah. like twelve hours. They gave me like my first salary-paying job, and I was just like ecstatic because yeah. I was like nineteen years old at that. Crazy. No, 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 not even nineteen. I was twenty. And like, I moved to Boston, and like, yeah, everything pretty much changed from yeah. there. Like, everyone wanted to work with me. I was and like, that was when Karma Loop was on its hype. You know what I mean? Yeah, so like, that was the peak. When we were there, it was, the, mm-hmm. it was the peak. <laughs> that was a good time when yeah. we were there. What was it like going from, like, I guess just doing your own thing, but then going to, like, having a full-time thing where I had to sit? Do you think it, like, restricted your creativity, kind of? Yeah. Um, it was draining. It was a 9 to 5. Yeah. I only found time to, like, blog on the weekends. And, like, I don't know, like... I made it work because, like, I was alone in Boston. I had no family. So, like, I, I had no really any commitment. So, like, I did have time to, like, blog and, like, yeah. be out in Boston. But, um, yeah, it was yeah. it worked out in its favor, yeah. What did you learn from it? I learned that if you want it, you should go and get it and take risks because my mom didn't even want me to move to Boston. Like, she was hella scared. And mm, then... It's far. Yeah, it was the so far. The whole culture is completely completely different the four seasons fucked me up I was literally depressed during winter season out there yeah and that's why I only lasted like a year and a half like I was just <laughs> like oh, okay I need to move back to California yeah like, <laughs> yeah and then like after you move back to California what do you do I was broke as hell okay so Karma Loop flipped and then <laughs> I was broke as hell on unemployment and then um I moved back home in the bay with my my family and then I was like completely fighting non-stop with my mom because she would drive me nuts she'd be like Micah what are you doing with your life and I'm like I don't fucking know like mm-hmm. I really don't and then I was just like trying to figure it out so one day I like up and moved to LA I literally had like 
200 bucks in my account. And like my cousin, like he, he said it was okay to crash on his couch. Shout out to Kuya Bugsy. Already, you know. <laughs> um, and like, I crashed on his couch for a couple of weeks and then like I had a boyfriend at the time and I was kind of like semi living with him, but like trying not to make him feel like I was living with him, but like <laughs> I was always at his house. And so like, um, yeah. And, and that's how like, that's what made me want to like work more. I was so hungry for work. Mm -hmm. I was literally DJing like small ass warehouse parties in LA, getting paid like 50 bucks a gig. And then like as months gone by, uh, Kehlani had approached me and asked me to DJ for yeah. her. Mm -hmm. What was the decision to go more into the DJ route instead of the fashion route when you moved to LA? Oh, that's a good question. So like, yeah, me thinking I'm Miss Hotshot, I had the head stylist position on my resume. Um, I thought it was going to be so easy to get a job in LA. I'm like, oh yeah, there's so many fast fashion companies here, like they're going to want to hire me, whatever. Nope, that was not the case. That humbled me down like three tiers. Um, yeah, like it just didn't work yeah. out. Like no, like I was going to interviews, but like I would be like missing experience for like by like two years of experience for like positions. Oh, so, yeah. so it was discouraging. Like I was so like lost. And but then at that point, you've been DJing for wow, so many years because you started when you were 15, so young by your yeah. dad teaching you like on vinyl. Yeah, when I was fifteen. Uh, that's when I started DJing, but like I went into the realm of DJing full time because, yeah, like I said, no one was hiring me from like any of these companies I was applying for and I was just feeling discouraged, but also my bookings were getting picked up. Like I started DJing a lot of like out-of-state gigs. Yeah. Like, How are you even getting your name out there initially? My you're online, like oh, you're yeah, online, my online presence, yeah. I feel like wow. that's how people were discovering me and then I started branding myself like showing people that like I'm serious about this DJ shit like I was going out to parties a lot with my manager he was introducing me to a lot of people and like yeah everything kind of just started yeah. like settling but still I was still struggling like don't let that fool you it wasn't that nice like it was a hard two years in the beginning like really hard yeah. <laughs> but I loved it I'm so glad I experienced that like so glad. Yeah, when Kehlani, she started, saw you from her Tumblr, right? Like mm -hmm. more, like a lot of years ago before you started working with so her officially. So what I was doing um, when I was DJing was I was just putting out mixtapes on my SoundCloud, like in college. And then like I had two mixtapes that went viral on Tumblr. And like they were called Bay Life and it was just a bunch of ratchet slaps on it. Like all Bay Area yeah, music. Them. Yeah. yeah, like super like Ty Dolla Sign, like yeah. LA shit. And so like um, yeah, Kaylani like stumbled upon it, and uh, well, first she tweeted on her Twitter and was like, "I'm looking for a female DJ. Like, tag your favorite female DJ." Yeah. And like, hella girls were tagging my name on it, and like, I just remember like my Twitter blew up one day, and I was just like, "What the fuck?" Whoa. And then, um, but how big was she at that point? She had she wasn't even that big. It was just she was like. She had her own kind of like what was it Bay following? Did yeah, that, who the people were tagging you were. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, she had that her Bay following, and um, yeah, she had like she had like a thousand followers on Tumblr. I mean, not Tumblr on SoundCloud, mm -hmm. and like um, yeah, when like she approached my manager with it, because like David was also like reaching out to her because like he met her through the HBK gang which are like Bay Area rappers and stuff oh. and so like they met at a studio session she told him her story and then David was damn it so loud David was the bridge to me and her because like David was booking me for his events I was only 19 
no 21 and up clubs would book me but David's party. Yeah. So like, were you kind of the first person he had or was he managing? He wasn't people? even managing me back then. He was yeah. just like, he was just my friend. You know what oh, I mean? And okay. so, um, like it only made sense. Like he, he when he started full-time managing Kehlani, like that's when he was like, yeah. And then she, yeah, everything. It was crazy how it worked out. Cause she was like, yo, I've been like following her shit. And then like David finally introduced us and then we were inseparable then. Yeah. <laughs> and then was that when Tsunami Mob happened or? Yeah. Before um, after? So out of everyone in the crew, I think, yeah, me and David are the day ones with Kehlani for Tsunami Mob. Um, she kind of curated it to be like a, a crew and a fan base and we're all yeah. family. And it's, it's, it's true. Like, it's cute. Like, I've never really seen an artist really like cater to her fans the way she does. It's kind of tight. Very inspiring to see. Yeah. I've seen her from like rags to like now riches, yeah. you know, so it's kind of cool. What about her personality do you really love? Um, I like how she's super open about many things. Um, she's very like, she's an empathetic person. So when she feels you're going through something, she'll feel it too. And like, she tries to figure out a way of like how we can kind of overcome it together. I don't know. I think that's like cool friendship. I've never really worked for like someone like a boss, she's basically my boss, so like, it's like, like, I like get excited when we do shows, you know what I mean? Like, I used to dread going into work and like being like, oh, fuck, I gotta yeah. talk to this fucking higher up, like, yeah. but no, she makes it really fun. What have you learned on the way with like the success of everything? Um, to always stay humble, like, I feel like that's, that's how you're gonna win is like, you know, people kind of like lose their drive because it's like, you live life in the fast lane, but like, with me and her, I feel like we still are, like, these these Bay Area girls, you know what I mean? Like, super, like, we always make time for our families. We go home, like, once a month. Like, it, it's very important to, like, not lose yourself in this industry because, like, especially being a female, you know? So, like, that's what I've learned is yeah. just, like, always stay true to yourself and always remember where you came from. Yeah. Was there a specific moment in time you are like, wow, this is, like, everything we dreamed about and this is happening? Um, yeah, when we did our Europe tour, I felt like that was very a surreal moment. Um, it's crazy how like me music can like take you across the world and like that was it, like when we were under the Eiffel Tower in Paris and I was just like, this is tight, yeah. this is real, like yeah. we're getting paid to be out here, like this is so tight, I can't even believe this is like our life. Yeah. But there's definitely a lot of moments like that, like being at Diddy's house in Miami, like you know what I mean, mm -hmm. it's just like you meet your idols and you're just like, well, I'm really in this shit. This is yeah. like, it's so real. Are there any challenges of like working for like a close friend and also like it's 24 seven type of thing. And it's kind of the same thing, right? Like yeah. the, the shows itself, it's kind of became a routine or not so much. Yeah, pretty much a routine. Yeah. yeah. Like once you step on stage, it's like perform for 45 to an hour. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the whole process is like, it's tedious and it's fun though, because mm -hmm. it's like, we're doing what we love, you know? No, with Kehlani, like, obviously her sets are, like, pretty much curated, but, like, versus, like, if I do a noodle set, like, everything's pretty much, like, freestyled. I'm not even going to lie. Like, there have been yeah. times where I'm, like, I thought I was going to play, like, a curated set, and then I completely change it last minute. Like, yeah. <laughs> but it's cool. And now you're juggling that and still your own thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Doing noodle stuff, doing Kehlani stuff. It's cool. It's a good mix because it's like sometimes when I get tired of like doing the same shit 
with like noodles, like whatever. It's always fun to like travel with like a bunch of your friends and like it be like you guys are on vacation together. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? So That's so cool. And actually when I first met you, were you going by noodles? It was like the, the opposite oh, yeah. of your name, so, right? Um, W-I-C-V-H was my name if you like flipped it yeah. upwards. But um, yeah, I don't know. I was going through like a weird phase in my life where I was like, what do I want to go by? Like noodles was always there, but like I was just like, eh, I don't know. There's already like three DJ noodles that exist. And then I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I was like, I'm the most fitting candidate for this fucking name. So I was like, I'm going to fucking go by noodles. But like no DJ in front of it. It's just noodles. Yeah. Um, and then you started your brand. Send yeah, nudes. send nudes. So like that shit popped off. Um, was that just last year or how, how long ago? It was, was just that? last July. Yeah. yeah, I did this thing where I was dropping like one item per month, doing a limited run of like 200 pieces. The shit would sell out in like three hours. Yeah. And then like I would just keep doing it every month. Yeah. Um, that wasn't the first time you've sold merch, was it? Or did you have some? I had like, <coughs> I had like some graphic tees that I did for like my first solo headlining show in mm -hmm. Santa Cruz. But that was like the only merch I've ever had as noodles. Wow. But like. Yeah, all this embroidered, like, send nudes tees and, like, hoodies and stuff. Like, all that shit just started last yeah. year. Yeah. And actually, I was watching a previous interview, and I actually sent a nude by accident to her sister. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. That was, um... It's cool. <laughs> I'm, on brand I'm, glad it, I'm glad it was my sister and, like, not someone else, though. Yeah. That's probably the safest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like she's seen me naked a couple of times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you guys are sisters. Yeah. <laughs> What plans do you have for that? I guess drop more merch. People always get mad at me because I don't do restocks. But, like, like I said in that interview, too, it's just, like, I like shit being rare. I like people copying it for, like, fun, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. and collecting it. Um, but, like, yeah, I mean, I'm just going to keep dropping, like, items once a month. Probably, mm -hmm. like, I want to do a pop-up shop, actually, this summer of, like, probably, like, three to five pieces. Yeah. Like in store at like a noodle that's house so or something. Awesome. I don't know. Like I have oh, so many ideas for this summer. Yeah. yeah, I'm just like I just gotta finish out these couple of tours we have that need to roll out, and then like I could start curating shit again. You're so like vocal and also like um, but personal at the same time on like social media, and yeah. people like I like love to it. express myself. Yeah. Um, I feel like like that's why I have my followers too, is because like I don't really have a filter. I kind of just say what people are thinking, and like. I just say it, but, like, my manager hates it. Like, that's why now he has my Twitter logged in on his phone because, like, when I tweet out-of-pocket shit, he'll be like, nope, I'm deleting that. That's fucking crazy. And I'll be like, okay. Yeah. Cool. Like, I don't think twice when I post shit. I'm a Leo, so, like, I don't really, like, care. Like, I'm just yeah. like, you either fuck with me or you don't. What else do you have coming up? So I'm going on tour with Kehlani for this uh, Demi Lovato and DJ Khaled tour. Yeah. We leave at the end of this month of February. We're gone all of March. And then April, Jesus. April, we, um, I'll oh. be at Coachella first yeah. weekend. So I'm doing a bunch of pool yeah. parties and stuff. The next couple of years, I definitely see myself like going back into my, my fashion roots. You know, I miss like branding certain things i just like i want to open up a restaurant like a filipino diner style oh. like i just want to like i have so many ideas i just need to yeah. save a lot of money or like have really good investors who believe in me but i'm just <laughs> like yeah yeah uh, i think like yeah i have so many things i want to accomplish in five years you know i'm gonna be 30 in five years Oh, God, that sounds crazy. <laughs> oh, God. But, uh, <laughs> I knew that when you were, like, early 20s. I know. I'm, like, 25 right now, and I'm already talking. But no, 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 no. 
I heard the 30s are the best years of your life. So, I'm excited. How do you think you've grown as a person since when you started? Oh my god. Oh, I've grown so much as an individual. Like, just like learning how to be independent, how to do stuff on your own. Like, I was never dependent on anyone. Actually, now I'm thinking about that. Like, I always did shit because I wanted to do it. But like, nowadays, it's like, because I have so many resources and outlets that now, like, I can utilize, like, who I know for like what I want to create you know what I mean so mm -hmm. like I, I've just learned how to like you know like stay true to the game like you don't gotta fucking fake the funk anymore what would you say have been your biggest challenges um biggest challenges oh my god I had to play my first EDM set before um <laughs> before party favor shout outs to Dylan your sweetheart um that was my first EDM set. It was a Brownies and Lemonade event. Oh. Um, and like, shout out Kush and fucking, <laughs> oh, you guys. Um, that, was, that was a cool challenge because you guys don't know this. Well, some people knew if you were following me, but like my laptop got stolen in Vancouver a week before that oh, show. I think I did see that tweet. All my friends in Vancouver were sending me music on this hard drive I had. Um, e. Kali saved my life. Oh. Like he literally was like, he had like a whole zip file folder of like, hella edits he made and like I played a bunch of those out at the party favor show um and it was lit it was fun I brought Kehlani out like it was it was a it turned out amazing but like having to cope with like what to do in situations like that really challenged me into knowing like the bounce back is real if you allow it to fucking you know take over you yeah. so <laughs> it was cool what does love mean to you love means um, being honest with yourself, you mm -hmm. know, accepting things even when it's not as pretty as you want it to be. Mm. Um, and also just like how you're able to hold yourself up in the most toughest situations that you're going through. I think like love literally always outshines the darkness. It's like yeah. light, you know, so that's exactly what love yeah. means to me. <laughs> what does success look like to you? Success looks like making your parents proud every day. Mm -hmm. um, success also means treating everyone with kindness, even yeah. though, like, you know, like, you may feel like you have it all, but, like, you need to also, like, share it with people. Like, yeah. I feel like that's definitely important, like, giving back to the community, supporting, like, underground people. Like, it's, yeah, you yeah. just got Being successful means how you're going to, like, share it with others you know what I mean like mm -hmm. what are you going to make a difference in this world with you know yeah so that's, that's pretty much what like love that and that ties into my last oh. question but what do you want to be remembered for oh man I just want to be remembered as like a girl who like pretty much just like did it all because mm -hmm. like you know like we live in this generation now where it's like women and like men are like, obviously we still suffer through like inequality and stuff, but like females now have like, females now have the opportunity to like really capitalize over men if they really like are driven, you know what I mean? Like we can now like make a shit ton of money more than men, like than we were able to like back yeah. in the day. So like, I don't know. I just want to be able to just be like, I did everything. Not even just because, like, I'm just a female, but, like, because, like, I'm a minority in this game, you know what I mean? So, like, I just got to make sure, like, all these people know. Like, yeah. I don't know. Oh, my God, that's amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> this is so awesome. <laughs> cool. See